the root of all success. What is it? You could find out by watching the real Jason Duncan. I can't wait to be on this show. Welcome to the root of all success with the real Jason Duncan, a podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs unlocked success and how their stories can help you do the same. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason has built multi-million dollar businesses that have been featured in Inc. Magazine and Entrepreneur Magazine. His life's mission now is helping entrepreneurs live what he calls hashtag the exit lifestyle. Introducing TEDx speaker, mastermind leader, author, entrepreneur, cigar aficionado, motorcycle enthusiast, and host of the root of all success, the real Jason Duncan. The, the real, real Jason, Jason Duncan. Duncan. Welcome to another edition of the show. I've got the life coach to the stars, none other than Tim Story himself is going to be on the show today. So I'm not a star, at least uh, not yet, <laughs> maybe in my mom's eyes, but uh, he has been my life coach in the past. That's actually how we met. I, I'm going to talk about how I met Tim, but he is an acclaimed pop culture thought leader. He's an author, a speaker, he's a life strategist, and he's a counselor, and he's credited for enhancing the lives of millions of people. He's traveled all over the world, spoken in 75 different countries. He's got an international best-selling book called The Miracle Mentality, and he's always talking about how to take your setbacks and turn them into comebacks. And he's done life coaching. He's done business executive coaching. He's led, He's been a chaplain. He's a pastor of a church. Like This guy has done a little bit of everything. And if you follow him on socials, you'll see his heart and what he's trying to do to be a world shaker, to change this world. And so it's an honor that I've been able to know Tim, call him a friend, call him a coach of mine. And now today I get the pleasure of interviewing him on my show, The Root of All Success. So please help me welcome Tim Story to the show. Hey, Tim, welcome to the show. Good to see you. I did not know you smoked cigars. How do you not know that? We know one another. We didn't, we, we've never done that. I thought we knew that. <laughs> you know what? We actually did. And you took me to that great, great place of yours in Nashville. That's what Oh, I that's about. right. Yeah, the standard. Yeah, you've been here. We've we've hung out. We've had dinner there. We smoked cigars. You took a picture of me with my phone one time, sitting. We had dinner. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that now. We've known yes. each other a few years. So this is a treat to finally get you on the show because it seems like every time I try to get you on the show, something magical happens in the Tim Story world and he has to reschedule. <laughs> so I'm really glad that we're finally able to do this, my man. Well, I'm excited about this show and, you know, you're, you're truly helping people. And one thing about you, Jason, is that you're very good at serving other people's dreams. And so it's a privilege to be on your show, just talking about life and helping people. Well, so Tim, you and I met at uh, like officially in person in Vero Beach, Florida. I think it was in 20. 18, I think it was 2018 or 2019. I don't remember four or five years ago. Uh, you and coach, you and coach Michael Burt were doing an event. I was part of his program, uh, his coaching program. And then you presented and, uh, my wife and I fell in love with, with you, your, your ideas, your personality. And I even signed up to, you, you did some life coach. You were my life coach for a while through a very difficult time in my life um, business wise and family wise. And so you're very helpful. And then of course we've 
stayed in touch all these years. You come into town every once in a while. We hang out like we like I forgot that we did that and hung out. Yeah. So so you are uh, known as the uh, the life coach to the stars, but you weren't always that. And I know a little bit of your story. So tell everybody a little bit of how Tim's story got started as the life coach to the stars, because you don't just wake up one day and become that. It, it's a story. So what's the story? That is very true. So I'm from Los Angeles, um, a, a city called Compton, California. Compton got kind of popular through music, Dr. Dre. Uh, it's known as an inner city that is tough. Uh, then the Williams sisters, Venus and Serena Williams, that's where the city I'm from. So we were lower income to start with. Uh, my mother worked at a donut shop. My father was working at a steel factory. Uh, but we were lower income, but I was still had these higher dreams. And a lot of it was stuff I saw on TV. So I'd see things like on uh, television about Walt Disney. And um, I always wanted to go to Disneyland. And so even as a kid, Jason, I was, I was thinking big in small places. So you were thinking big and uh, you had an opportunity. As I remember your story, at some point you got connected with Reggie White. And yes. got connected with him and got a chance to do something with uh, with the NFL. Is that is that kind of how it kind of popped off? Yeah. For you? What, what what happened is that I was in seminary, so I went to seminary to be a humanitarian, and um, so Reggie White found out about what Tim Story was doing in the inner city to help uh, people that were strugglers, and he said, um, "I have money, and you have a gift. Let's work together." So Reggie White was great to me. And uh, so Reggie um, had me start speaking in chapels, like uh, in the NFL. And he knew everybody because he was Reggie White. And next thing you knew, I had like 10 of the biggest NFL players in, uh, in America supporting me. And I was super, super young. I was in my early 20s. And then it went from Reggie White and then, you know, athletes, no entertainers. And then... The entertainers caught on to me and my thing just started taking off in the humanitarian world. And uh, then I started life coaching people before life coaching was even popular. So seminary, did you, did you finish seminary? Yeah. So I just kept on going cause I'm very nerdy. And so I have a, I have a doctorate in world religion. So my doctorate is in world religion. And then I took uh probably about five years of classes on counseling, therapy, uh, trauma, and didn't even know why I was doing that at the time. But that was needed later in life when I started helping NBA stars, NFL stars, Major League Baseball stars, and movie stars, how to turn their setbacks to comebacks. So it was kind of cool. So seminary was good for me. It trained me to do what I'm doing today. You and I have that in common because I, as you know, I spent 13 years of my first 13 years in of my career was in pastoral ministry yeah. and uh, I did not know Reggie White. So that's the difference between you and me. <laughs> that's, that was funny. <laughs> so, so Reggie White and all the stars, but, but really I think too, you're getting the chance to meet Oprah and get on that show was what catapulted you into the national and international limelight that allowed yeah. you to have a bigger platform. Tell, tell me about how you met her and got introduced to that idea and got on her show. 
I think no doubt about it. I, I think something interesting, I remember in the, um, in the late eighties when I started seeing this guy, Tony Robbins, and uh, he was doing these infomercials. That's when people started bugging me. Like, look at that guy. You could, you could speak almost as good as him, or you could do that almost as good as him. Why don't you do that? And I remember looking at that and thinking, you know, I'm going to buy his programs and I like a lot of what he's doing, but I am going to stick to what I do. And that is like helping the underdog, going to third world nations and doing stuff that nobody even really knows I'm up to. And I really believe that that's why I became known because I think that when you build your spot, God puts the spotlight on your spot. I see a lot of people trying to get the spotlight. I never did. I built my spot and God put the spotlight on my spot. So what had happened is because, as you know, I helped Robert Downey Jr. starting in 1999. Then I started working with probably 30 mega movie stars, uh, male and female. Um, Oprah started hearing about me nonstop. But it was Quincy Jones who told her nine different times, she told me, there's only one Tim story. I know you've got these other people on, but this guy is unique and he is not about the limelight. He's really into helping like struggling people. And that's the thing that touched Oprah's heart is that I was helping the underdog. And you're right. She picked me up and tossed me out to the world and put an Oprah stamp on. And then uh, that led to Steve Harvey and the ABC Today Show and all the other shows I started being on. Yeah, what's uh, what's Steve Harvey like in person? He looks like he would be just a cool dude to hang out with. He's he's great, and I would consider us real friends. Um, he's been really nice to me. Um, we did this thing every Monday on his show. Not not everybody gets to be on every Monday. I did that for probably like seven months. Uh, then we did a twenty city tour together. Uh, Steve Harvey is funny. He is so creative, so creative. One of the most creative guys I've ever met and could work five jobs, Jason, and act like he was not working five jobs. Like he, he, he was in the moment at all times. So you ended up, um, one of your big breaks to get yourself into the limelight was with Oprah Winfrey. And yeah. So how did that come about? How did you get on her radar and end up on her show? I would again say a Forrest Gump situation is that I was minding my own business, doing what I do. And um, I was already friends with Quincy Jones, the Quincy Jones. And he uh, approached Oprah nine times, she told me, and said, you've got to interview Tim. He's one of a kind. He's not like so many others. He's a like a real uh, humanitarian. He cares about the underdog, almost like a young Nelson Mandela. So Oprah told me after him nagging me so much, I finally said, okay. So we, we met many, many years ago. And um, we met as friends. Then later she put me on her show. And then she took me on tour. And then she did specials with me. And then she... She basically said, um, I'm just going to open my world to you. And she did. And it was, it was a whole different story then. 
Wow. So you, she opened the world to you you get in front of more people and more people and you leverage that opportunity to continue your vision and mission to make a big impact in the world. Now you, you also, uh, we talked a little bit before about Steve Harvey, you got to meet him and be on his show for about seven months, every single week. What yeah. was that like meeting Steve and, and, and tell, tell us, tell us a little bit about Steve Harvey. One of the things about open doors and that's for everybody that's watching right now, you got to pay attention to that open door because many times it's like a domino effect and you get so excited about the one door that opened, but it, it create a beautiful sequence where bam, 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 doors start opening plural. And that's what happened when Oprah opened bam like that. Then Steve Harvey's people reached out to me because they saw me on Oprah. And then probably I would say as high as 90 different conferences reached out to me that I was never on the radar before. And now that I had the Oprah stamp, I was like being invited. It was me, the Dalai Lama and Quincy Jones. It was me, Will I Am and Gary V. It was, it was like, it was literally that high. 90 different conferences that went bam, 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 bam because of the Oprah thing. And one of the big ones as well was Steve Harvey saying, I love your spirit. I want you close to me. Let's do things together. So I did his show on Mondays, as you talked about, and then we did a 20 city tour together. What's uh, what's he like to hang out with? He looks like somebody based on what I see, like he would just be a lot of fun, just down to earth dude, really easy. And, to but he is, he's a, he is a, he is a comedian. And so he sees most things to, the eyes of comedy, but don't get it twisted, as we say, uh, because he is a businessman. So, um, you know, I watched this man run like five shows at once and not even get sweaty. <laughs> Literally, he could be like right in the moment with you, but he's doing five shows at the same time. So I think he's a, he's a rarity. He plays like in the in the top half percent in the world as far as how he runs his businesses. But I've learned a lot from Steve and he's been great to me. Yeah, he's uh, he's leveraged his celebrity into uh, entrepreneurship in a significant way. I would love at some point love to meet him and talk about how he did that, because he, I've heard him tell stories about how he got his first, you know, the comedy gig. And he was writing jokes on the airplane, going up there, didn't know what he was going to talk about. And he killed it. And then he's, you know, over the years, leveraged that. Same thing, you know, Oprah, you know, she's she's a girl from Nashville that yeah. had a, a barbershop right here in Nashville. She went to TSU. And then she leveraged, when she got into the media world, she leveraged that to be to start magazines and start te television channels and start all these other businesses. And I, and I think that's that's an interesting thing for all of us as entrepreneurs is use the, the spot. You know, when you get on the spot, like you talked about, God puts a spotlight on your spot. If the yeah. spotlight is on your spot, leverage it, leverage it to make a big impact in the world. Yeah. One, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I think the interesting thing about me, Jason, is that I, I never really thought about like what's next. And I think that too many people are programmed to not be in the moment. So, you know, Eckhart Tolle talks about, the power of now, but because we both have a biblical background, the the power of now is all through the Bible of take no thought for tomorrow. 
uh, Luke 12, 22. So because you do know me so well, I am living, I'm right here. I'm not, I'm not up to like what's next or I'm meeting this person. How can I leverage that person? And I think that that's one reason I've been in the game so long and just keep on going higher. I feel that if I was just an opportunist, I would last like most people. They have like a three-year cycle. You hear about them and then you don't hear about them. And so I've been fortunate enough to continue to just go like this. But I think there's, there's a reason for it because the Bible says that God will take you from glory to glory to glory, dimension to dimension to dimension. So I, I don't plan on going down. I plan on going up. Nice. So you, you're a lot about, you talk a lot about turning your setbacks into comebacks. Yeah. Um, tell, tell us about the biggest setback that Tim Story's experienced. Biggest setback for me would be my brother struggling with addiction. And at the same time, I was helping Robert Downey successfully. I was helping Charlie Sheen at that time, very successfully. At that time, Charlie was like four years sober and so many other entertainers, male and female. But my brother, Randy, just kept struggling, struggling. It was just alcohol addiction. It wasn't to hard drugs. And uh, he ended up passing in a connection to the addiction to alcohol. Let's take a quick break to thank our amazing sponsors for making this podcast possible. As an entrepreneur, I know that you have to deal with sales on a regular basis. I mean, every entrepreneur does. And if you aren't paying attention to sales as an entrepreneur, you're not going to be an entrepreneur for very long. But I've got a sponsor of this show called Dub that helps you bring the personal back to sales. If you want to figure out how to improve content creation, improve client trust, improve your sales process, decrease the sales cycle, because we all know time kills deals. If you want to increase client bookings and increase conversions, you need to take a look at Dub. There's a special offer for Dub for listeners to the root of all success at therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub, and that's D-U-B-B. I've been using this for years. I'm a huge fan, and I'm so honored that they're our primary sponsor of the podcast, but they have helped over 60,000 businesses around the world communicate better, to make sales easier, to make sales more personal. And it's built for growing teams. I mean, you can set up video emails, you can set up custom onboarding, you can do admin reporting. You need around video and sales and automation dub is there. You can try Dub now. Your conversions to sales are waiting. All you got to do is go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. And there you're going to get two weeks for free to try Dub. Plus, you're going to get 50% off your first two months of Dub. You can't beat that. So go check it out. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. I love talking about this sponsor because it's oftentimes a lot of people talk about sponsors on their shows or have sponsors and they either don't use them or they might've used them once and they're not really in love with it. They just take their money. (laughs) And and certainly there's nothing wrong with that. But this sponsor, this one of my sponsors of the podcast is Story, S-T-O-R-Y-Y. 
Two whys, why? Because they're awesome. If you've ever wondered how these influencers do their Instagram reels and their TikToks and their YouTube shorts to look so amazing where they've got the zoom cuts and the pop-ups and the on-screen illustrations, whether it's cartoons or actual images or videos that get responses, that people go, ooh, I wanna talk to that. If you wanna know how people do that, that is exactly what Story does. They take your videos and they make you look like an influencer. They make you become an influencer. And they will post it for you, they'll write the captions, they'll add the relevant hashtags, they put it on the platforms that you care about the most, And after that content's posted, they take it even one step further to boost it to your past clients, your leads, or anyone that you want to target. And they even have someone log into your social media profile to engage with other people's posts, to drive engagement on your profile. Story truly takes the headache away from doing social media content from start to finish. And they have a mission to help people nurture and cultivate their relationships by sharing your message digitally. And they even have an app that makes it easy to upload your content and track everywhere your video is at. And I've been using them for a long time. And I told them, I said, look, guys, I love what you're doing. I want to recommend you to everybody. You need to be a sponsor of my podcast. And so they're a co-sponsor of this podcast. And they're also the exclusive sponsor of my live webinar series, Entrepreneur Master Series, because they're that good. I tell everybody about them. So go to therealjasonduncan.com slash story to learn more. And that's therealjasonduncan.com slash story, S-T-O-R-Y-Y. Why are there two Ys? Because they're awesome. You'll get 10% off your first three months if you go to that link, therealjasonduncan.com slash story. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. Now, back to the show. That is the most difficult thing I've ever been through in my life. I've had siblings pass, my own father passed, but um, the the idea of my brother passing this way, I'm a comeback coach, and my brother did not have the comeback. That was very difficult to deal with, and took me years to even get 70% better. Hmm. Yeah. Was he your younger brother or older brother? Older, older brother by uh, three and a half years. Smart guy too. Yeah. Smart. Um, worked at McDonnell Douglas. Uh, engineer. So there's no dummy. And not, not like you think of like a guy that's like lost. No, this was a guy that, just liked to drink a lot in the weekends and was a pro at sobering up on Sunday night and going to work on Monday like it was nothing. And then that, that, that cycle began to hook him and then it started to spill into Mondays, Tuesdays. But uh, great brother, uh, taught me a lot, gone too soon. He passed when he was like only 38 years of age. But uh, I learned a lot from my brother and I, I honor him in many ways that he'd be proud that his little brother honored him. So what do you think it took for, what was the difference between, I know you, you were very involved in, in Robert Downey Jr.'s comeback. Yeah. He had, he had similar issues, although more than just alcohol. But what do you think happened in Robert Downey, his life, as opposed to your brother, that your brother couldn't escape it and, your, and, and Robert was able to escape it? What do you think the difference is? Yeah, I think that I think the the difference in anybody that's dealing with any form of addiction is you you have to take action. And I think in the in the case 
of, uh, of Robert, he got a nutritionist. He started doing um, uh, self-defense and got in amazing shape, which led to Iron Man. Uh, he'd have conversations with me. Uh, he had a great team of other people around him that played different roles. Uh, someone like my brother liked to deal with things on his, on his own and isolate himself. Isolation is never good when you're dealing with addiction. So uh, anybody that's watching that you're uh, dealing with addiction to your shame or your guilt or some other form of addiction to drugs, alcohol, or whatever it is, you, you really have to come out and you got to partner with power. So you definitely got to partner with power. So you, your biggest setback is dealing with your, the death of your brother and you weren't able to help him to the, to the degree that you wanted to help him. And he passed in, in, in spite of that. Yes. How did you use that to stage a comeback as Tim's story? Well, I think that, I think that life is just full of seasons. As you know, there's like winter, spring, summer, fall. And I think that the majority of my life, I've been fortunate enough to play in the summertime. So I, I live a life that's, that's not normal, where if I go to the gas station, um, someone's likely to be kind to me because of what I do. I went to the CVS yesterday, not thinking I was Tim Story, and a lady started crying, and I thought, okay, I wonder why she's crying. And then she was telling me she saw me somewhere speak, and I helped change her life. So I live a, a life that is probably not normal. It's a lot in the summertime. But I think it's my winter seasons, like the death of my brother, that help me appreciate my summers <laughs> and help me realize I'm in the summer. I think some people are in the summer and they don't realize it. When I'm in the summer, I doggone realize it because I know what it's like to be in the winter. Yeah. You know, I was, uh, I was talking to uh, Dr. John D. Martini on a previous yeah. episode of the show. And he shared a story at the end of the show about a guy that hired him to make him quote successful. And he said, Hey, Dr. Martini, D. Martini, I want you to make me successful. And so, so John was just asking him, okay, where are you successful in any, anything in life? And he had all these places of success in his life. And then at the end he said, well, who do you, who are you comparing yourself to that makes you think you're not successful? And yeah. I think you're, what you're just saying right there is that we, we are comparing our, our summer to our winter or maybe we're comparing our summer to somebody else's summer. And the reality is the winter times are going to help us understand how beautiful life really is. No doubt if, about it. If it's no all summer, you know, you've got nothing to look forward to. Yes. So I agree with what you're saying to quote Leonardo DiCaprio. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time I've met you, you were speaking at that event in Vero beach and I think that first talk that you gave, now, I didn't know who you were. I mean, I, I'd done my research leading up to the event. So who's yeah. the same story guy? True, true story. I don't think I ever told you this, but just a little aside. The first time I went to an event with Coach Burt, like Tim Grover was there. But I knew that you were also coming at some point in the future. And I got my Tims yeah. mixed up. So on my way to meet Tim Grover, I was watching YouTube videos of Tim's story just to prepare to meet that, the Tim that I thought I was going to meet. And I walked in the room like, that's not, that's not, that's not the Tim that I thought I was going to meet. But in that first talk that you gave, you listed all these celebrities that you've worked with. 
And, uh, and, and I don't remember the, the total list, but it was a lot of people. How do you deal with that? Like, how do you deal with meeting with people, people that are worth gazillions of dollars that every, yeah. every face, you know, their face is known by every name or every person in the United States. How, what's that like? How do you deal with that from a mental standpoint? Yeah, I think number one, in my opinion, everybody's a celebrity. So the word celebrity means to be celebrated. So hopefully at least your dog celebrates you. (laughs) (laughs) So the way I see celebrity is that everybody's a celebrity. So a third grade teacher, you're a celebrity, good going. Uh, The guy that, you know, works as a waiter, trying to be an actor, you're a celebrity. But these people that they call celebrities that are in the entertainment business that I get a chance to work with, I've learned a lot from these people because people always say they're just normal people. That's true, but they don't have normal conditions. Everything is amplified. So let's say if I'm dealing with an actor male and he says, man, me and my girlfriend got in a fight and the neighbors heard about it. We were yelling at each other in the street. And um, what do you think I should do? Well, that conversation now just showed up on TMZ, Access Hollywood, and Extra. Okay? So I got a, a text this morning, about 3 in the morning, but I was asleep, from a mega, mega celebrity. And the whole idea was, need to talk to you. That's not good at 3-something in the morning. So that person's uh, text to me at that time in the morning is probably going to mean something pretty deep later today. I don't know what it is. I'm figuring it out still. So um, I think we're all celebrities, but certain things are amplified in a different way. But, but, But the key is to treat people with honor and respect, and that's what I do to everybody. You've also, uh, you also have a church in uh, in California that you, that you pastor. That is an interesting thing to me too, because of what you, what else I see you doing and where you're going. I mean, you're involved in book projects, movie projects, uh, tours, you're going to speak at these places. Tell us a little bit about how your church plays into the overall Tim story, uh, impact on the world. Yeah. So, the church is important to me because when I was a kid, they took us to church. So we were lower income. They took us to church and they told me about, there's a guy named Noah and he built an ark. And I was like five and I believed it. There was, there was, there was this person, he got swallowed by a whale and he showed up in the right situation. And I, I bought into it. Here's my point church in my faith life took me to this world of exceedingly abundantly above all that I think or imagine Ephesians 3:20 so as this guy Tim story I've always shared my faith with people and it's interesting because I don't get pushback I started a Hollywood Bible study in the house of one of the biggest actors in the world when I was only 30 years of age and was hanging out with the older powerful actors and actresses and sharing my faith and they were cool with me. So I think part of it was the way I did it in a very organic way. So the reason for the church is a, is a give back. 
So our church is almost like a studio church. There's probably about 350 people that call themselves part of the church that actually would come. But we have 2,500 that watch online every Sunday. And so I am the founder of the church, but we have a set pastor who's super, super good. I take no salary and I put a lot of money into the church and it's a give back just to build people's faith. I love it. I love so you, it. You've been involved in, uh, you've been involved in the Think and Grow Rich, uh, yes. Think and Grow Rich kind of world in the universe. Tell, tell us a little bit about what it was like to get involved in that, what part you play in it. And then also give us some insight on what you believe about Napoleon Hill's writings. Because I'm interested to know, you and I have not talked about this before. Yeah, so I think that uh, Napoleon Hill was just another guy that was one step ahead. And if, you know, when I read that book, Think and Grow Rich, I think it's fantastic. But I've also heard some fantastic thoughts come out of Tom Brady's mouth. <laughs> and I'm being very sincere. Uh, so I think that Napoleon Hill was like right ideas, right time, big book, some great ideas, a lot of them very biblical, and it created a created a movement. Uh, so yeah, it's been a privilege to be uh, part of the the movie. I'm in the movie, as you said, uh, in the new book that they did on Think and Grow Rich, uh, spoke at some of the tour. So, uh, but I see Napoleon Hill as just another man with some pretty good ideas. And you've been able to be in the movie, being able to speak on tour, et cetera. How, how have you seen that influence, the whole idea behind the power of our mind, how God created our mind? How have you seen that play a part into what you do to help people overcome their setbacks? Yeah, so, so, like, let's say if Napoleon Hill was alive right now and he was sitting here on my couch, I would still say the same thing. I see him as, like, if you have five players in the NBA, he was just one of the guys that was doing this kind of thinking. You got to also go to a Robert Schuller. What Robert Schuller did, having the Crystal Cathedral and writing these books that he wrote, um, tough times never last, tough people do. Man, he was a, ahead of his time. So what Schuler did, uh, even guys like, obviously, John Maxwell, because of the church world, I knew Maxwell when Maxwell was just like, looked like a normal pastor, like, hey, there's a normal guy. And then he becomes this John Maxwell that the world knows about, right? Yeah. Um, so there's some... <laughs> There's a lot of great men and women in the space. Let's go to women. Let's go to Brene Brown. Let's go to Oprah Winfrey. Uh, a lot of great thought leaders. Let's go to the real Jason Duncan. So who's to say you're not next? So to me, it's nice just to be on the bench with these people, but Jason Duncan could be next. You're, you're one great idea away from being next. That's how I see it. Well, I have been spending, and I appreciate that. I've been spending the last nine months or so doing a really deep, deep study of Think and Grow Rich and the other writings of Napoleon Hill. 
Also Florence Scovel Shin. I don't know if you've read any of her stuff, but she was a precursor yes. to Napoleon Hill. And, uh, you know, it, it's been phenomenally uh, impactful to understand from someone with a biblical studies degree, just much like you've got, got one as well, yeah. to understand that God created our brains to, to our, the way our mind thinks is to be the one thing that we have total control over. We don't have control over our circumstances. We don't have control over what other people do. We don't even have control over physical reality, but our mindset, we have 100% control over, which leads to our physical reality. And I can only imagine that someone who's been involved in projects like what you've been involved in, that concept of mindset overcoming the reality when you're coaching these celebrities who've gone through yeah. some bad stuff. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think these other guys are smarter than you and me. I think that they're smart, but they, they, they went into a deeper dive on the subject. So like, let's say I work with a lot of AI people. And so they'll start talking these terms that are pretty mind boggling. <laughs> but then when I coach them, and I'm dealing with terms that I've studied for 40 years, then they kind of get blown back. So depending on the area we've done, the deep dive is usually what rises to the surface. So I think that this is awesome, uh, Jason, that you're doing this research, but who knows where you take us, like in 2024, 2025, 2026. I, I didn't know that I would be Tim story as I am Tim story. And my last book, as you know, the miracle mentality, being a bestseller, Harper Collins. Thank you guys for bringing me a truckload of money and backing it up in my yard and dropping it. Um, I never saw that coming. I was just like studying a bunch of stuff. See, this is all my notes. I study notes nonstop. Like when I coach somebody, I have over 3,000 pages of my own notes that I created. So I'm a bookworm. I'm a nerd. I didn't know it would lead to all this. You never know where it's taking you. Well, you've worked with a lot of successful people. And uh, they've been actors, athletes, music stars, artists. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody has a different idea of what success looks like. But if we're honest, I think most people have a picture of success that looks like your clients and right or wrong. I think a lot of people think that that is what success is, but I don't necessarily think that that's what it is. I think it's a version of it, but what does Tim's story think about that word success? What do you think it means that word success? Yeah. I think that success to me is to walk daily in your assignment. I, I personally believe that God gives us assignments. Um, whether your assignment is to be a husband or a wife or a mother or father, and you have a job and you're um, good in your community. So to, to me, I just, I want to walk worthy of my calling. And so that's what I do. So uh, again, to the outside world, I'm in the middle of like a lot of exciting projects for the last, you know, 35 years. And I'm in the middle of even more exciting projects right now. But notice that's not what I'm leading with. I'm not even telling you I'm doing this movie with and then I'm going to do because that's not what really is doing the thing for me. 
Uh, I enjoyed being with my daughter last night. It was super smart. She's a producer in Hollywood. I enjoyed being with my mother last night. It was my daughter and my mother. My mother's 92 and she's strong and funny and creative. I enjoy that as much as speaking in front of 85,000 people, which I've done. And I mean, and I mean that with all my heart. So your definition of success is to walk daily in your assignment. So by that definition, do you consider yourself to be a successful person? Very much so, because I will go speak to three people willingly and not get paid. And then the next corner, go speak to 30,000 people and they pay you enough to buy two cars. Yes. I love where I'm at. I answer the call. I'm the guy that will take someone to the airport. (laughs) Me, that's a success. Well, Tim, uh, Tim, it's an honor to continue our relationship by formalizing this uh, podcast episode today. Um, I want to tell everybody they can find you at timstory.com. That's story with an E, S-T-O-R-E-Y. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Tim Story Official. He's a very prolific poster on Instagram, lots of videos, a lot of real life stuff behind the scenes, a lot of conversations he has with other people. Uh, Tim, it's it's an honor to know you. It's an honor to have you as a friend, as, as one of my former life coaches. Thank you for being in my life. I want to give you the opportunity as we close out the show today to give a piece of advice to the listener. So if the listener is listening, he or she's an entrepreneur, they're trying to figure out life, they don't know what the next step is. What does Tim's story say to them? What I would say to all of you that are listening today is you need to slow down to the speed of life. When we were kids, we wanted to play. We wanted to get outside and just slow down to the speed of life. As adults, life begins to speed up. So you have to stop, you have to look, and then you have to listen. I feel like life is trying to talk to a lot of you, but some of you are living with the volume too high of all the distractions. So today, stop, look, and listen, and you just might like what you hear. It's great advice, Tim. Thank you again for being on the show. It's an honor to have you today. Thank you very much. Well, there you have it. Another successful entrepreneur and coach on his journey to success. As he said, you know, sometimes it just takes one idea, one introduction, one piece of leverage that you can change your entire life with. You know, for him, he met Reggie White. Reggie White was that person that was attracted to him that helped him take it to the next level. And then Quincy Jones, he becomes comes friends with Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones tells Oprah, Oprah gets, he gets on Oprah's show. And then from Oprah's show, he's introduced to all these people across the world. And he's leveraged that platform to shake up this world, to be a world shaker, to take, to teach people how to take their setbacks and turn them into comebacks. I want to encourage you to follow Tim's story on socials. Make sure if you ever reach out to him, if you ever meet him, tell him, Hey, I saw you with the real Jason Duncan on the root of all success. I loved your story. I loved your heart. I loved hearing what you're talking about. So thank you for listening to the show. It means a lot that you listen. Please make sure you subscribe and leave a review. I also want to do an announcement about my book, Exit Without Exiting came out this month in March of 2023. It is now a number one international best-selling book. I'm excited 
to present this to the world. You can pick this up at therealjasonduncan.com slash book. It's exit without exiting. How to exit your business without selling it and begin living the exit lifestyle sooner than you ever thought possible. All of my secrets, all of my tips, all of my tactics, all of my tricks are right here and how I turned a business that was doing really well into one that could provide me with the exit lifestyle without selling the business. I use this book as a way to introduce everybody to these concepts and I tell it through three fictional characters, Edward, Cheryl, and James. And you're going to see each of their stories play out in the book and how they were able to exit their businesses and how they suffered the consequences of doing it the wrong way. So go to therealjasonduncan.com slash book and pick up a copy today. Thank you for listening. I will be talking with another very successful entrepreneur in our next show. Until then, I am The Real Jason Duncan and Jesus is King. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with The Real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Follow Jason on social media at The Real Jason Duncan. Are you an entrepreneur who feels trapped in the weeds of daily operations, not experiencing the freedom you thought you'd have as a business owner? Want to know the way out? Take Jason's free exit readiness assessment to see how close you are to getting ready to experience true freedom and success as an entrepreneur. Go to amireadytoexit.com today. That's amireadytoexit.com. See you again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.